Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, welcome to the Vice Gaming Podcast, year-end special for 2015. My name is Mike Diver, I'm the uh, gaming editor at Vice, that's my job. I'm joined by Emily Gearer, freelance games journalist extraordinaire, <laughs> writer, Twitter celebrity. Well, um, well, I think so anyway, um, but my standards are very low. Um, <laughs> Thanks, Mike. Uh, you're very welcome. And um, speaking of uh, someone with low standards, Steve Burns, <laughs> Thank you, uh, deputy editor at Video Gamer UK, uh, known here. for throwing people off top of buildings, I believe. Mm-hmm. I mean, not in real life, we should stress this. You haven't murdered anyone lately. Not yet, no. Not lately. Fantastic. Um these people are on Twitter. Go and find them. They're fun to follow. We are going to round up some of the best games of 2015 because it seems like a convenient time to do that. So straight off the bat, Emily, what have you played this year that you've really, really liked? You know what I really like? I really like Undertale. I think Undertale is probably my game of the year. Um, and I feel like a bit of a hipster kind of saying that considering it's it's such an indie release. Uh, but it's probably the most creative game that I've played this year. It's uh, it's retro and it's nostalgic, but it plays with the ideas in a way that sort of expands upon the last couple of decades of, of video game tropes. It's really funny. I've uh, I've played a tiny, tiny yeah. bit of it myself, but we did run a quite a quite a positive feature on it actually um on the site so go and look at that undertale on vice but uh do you want to just give us a rough idea of what it's about you said it's like it innovates and it really does doesn't it because it, it, it sort of takes your usual i'm going to kill everyone on yeah. my way to the gold or the treasure or the princess or whatever and invites you to not do that doesn't it yeah so you don't actually need to kill anybody in fact you could basically uh decide to flirt your way to the end if you wish um it has a really interesting uh sort of dialogue system where well no let me explain it has a very interesting sort of combat system meets dialogue system um where you can either fight someone you know straight on and it's essentially kind of a bullet hell style combat um, or you can kind of just go really pacifist and uh, compliment your your foe or flirt with them or uh, just let them go. And I find that really compelling. I don't, uh, you know, as, as a Canadian and a socialist and a generally nice person, I don't really like killing stuff. Uh, so, you know, saying saying to your frog enemy that they look good in green 
is uh, is a good way to end a fight, I think. I would prefer it if more video game boss battles ended with just some niceties. Yes. Just some pleasantries and maybe it feels making very British, arrangements right? for a casual drink later <laughs> yeah. that week. Yeah. Um, Apologize. No, it's good. After. It's by, by just one guy, isn't it? Toby Fox. Yeah. Um, uh, Who, incidentally, I Googled this morning. Guess when he was born, you will throw up. 1991. Yeah. That's a good guess, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to throw up uh, because, you know, so young old. people exist. Um, in fact, you're probably a young person listening to this because oh. you're a vice reader. And um, yeah, Stephen Burns. Um, tell me about uh, your. Give me one standout gamer this year that isn't Pro Evolution Soccer 2016. We'll keep that one back, Keep that one for later. I'm glad you said Undertale because I've not played it. So I I can imagine this going out, people going, these guys don't know anything about video games. Uh, So if we'll go from the sublime to the ridiculous then, Metal Gear Solid Five. I thought that would probably be up there. Yeah, it has an absolute lorry load of problems. It's one of the most uh, insensitive and stupid games I've ever played. But also, (laughs) mechanically, its systems are so well-hewn, they fit together so well, they absolutely ruined other games, uh, especially other stealth-based games like Assassin's Creed Syndicate, which looked like it had come out of the fucking bin. (laughs) <laughs> not even a has, modern bin yes exactly no, no swing 2007. No. yeah it's a fantastic game you have to get past a lot of bullshit with it it's um, got one of the worst openings I've ever played in the game <laughs> the prologue is you're really it, selling it here yeah oh but yeah. once you're well, past the you have prologue, to you have to admit the video games are mm, a lot of them are wank and even the best ones just have nonsense in the them the best video games are generally marginally not terrible yes if we're exactly. completely honest with ourselves that's how I feel about Fallout but we'll talk about that later yeah. but um, MGS5 is a perfect example of like I said making those systems work in concert with one another and making so it gives you the tools to get into the sandbox and you know you've got to infiltrate bases now in games like Assassin's Creed Syndicate the game wants you to play it one way so it's bad stealth <laughs> Metal Gear you can do it any way you want and the illusion is, is that because everything works together so well that the game reacts to you in a way which feels natural and spontaneous rather than he's over there or oh he's in that bin how do you know everything about it feels like a human would react apart from the weird things that pop up over their head obviously the weird floaty fiery people yeah that's that's something that comes later no spoilers in the universe yeah but uh, yeah fantastic Um, well I know it has fans and I say that because I mean we're recording this before the best games of the year runs on Vice which it Mm -hmm. will do Um, but I can tell you if it's not number one, Metal Gear 5 is certainly up there because we've had votes and a lot of people really like it. Um, internet famous Joel Golby is a massive fan of Metal Gear Solid 5. Yes, yes. Um, he, uh, that's all he'll play. And I've tried to get him to play, you know, Mad Max and um, other video games, but he, he just doesn't want to He doesn't know. have time. He's talking about hair and playing Metal Gear Solid 5. He, he does got hair. <laughs> Trying not to derail this too much. But talking about, you know, the, the, I mean, Undertale wasn't very hyped. As soon as it came out and was getting those reviews, mm-hmm. it was suddenly like the greatest PC game of all time for a while under <clears throat> that aggregation um, score site that, you know, we don't talk about because it upsets publishers. Um, but that was suddenly the top one of them ever. And so it got a bit of hype. And of course, Metal Gear was massive. But I mean, other hyped games of the year, it's just line them up and shoot them down, I suppose. Not in a negative sense, but just, just knock them <laughs> off and, and, and see what you thought about them. So um, Fallout 4, let's do that. That's that's probably the most... It's good. It, it, it's, it's all right, isn't it? Yeah, Have you been okay. playing it? Yeah, it's all right. It's all right. Yeah. It's janky, jaggy, what would we say? It's it's kind it's, of broken it's, everywhere. It's Fallout, yeah. right? Um, yes. <laughs> uh, but it's also, you know, it's... I have a lot of problems with open world games, to be completely honest. And and 
2015 is very much the year, I think, of the kind of janky, slightly boring, but very good looking open world mm. game. Um, so where does Fallout fit into that? Because it doesn't look great, does it? Am I allowed to say that? No. It uh, looks a bit backwards. Yeah, it it, it does. But, but it it's, is massive. So. It's, yeah, and that's kind of what you go into it for, mm. right? And it's 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 similar in a way to Assassin's Creed for me, where you know what you're going to get, right? And how can you really review a game on the basis of, of being something that it was never going to be, I suppose? It's it's Fallout 3 2, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I suppose. Um, which is fine. Some people like it. I know you've been playing it, Steve. I, I, you know, if, if you want to watch Steve Burns playing um, Fallout 4, not 3, uh, it's on the Video Gamer YouTube channel. I've seen you do it. Video yes. Gamer TV. Nice plug. Um, <laughs> Star Wars Battlefront, I'll come to you about, Steve, because unlike Fallout 4, I suppose, I mean, Fallout 4 looks fine. It does look fine, but it doesn't look very super shiny new gen. Mm-hmm. Star Wars Battlefront looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my God. Like the first time I was playing the beta, I was just, I just had an accident. Um, <laughs> but then half an hour in, I, that accident had gone a bit crusty and I didn't want it there anymore. Yeah. Um, that's a really bad analogy. But you know what I mean? It, it Battlefront has been criticised for just not having much to do in it after a while. Is that fair enough? I think so. I think it's all show and no go, really. The uh, I think it's the perfect game for people who have children and uh, who, don't, who are time poor and don't want to just you know, get in, play five hours of Black Ops 3. There's a guy who Which works would in be the, the games camp well, twice, yeah. presumably, yeah. There's a guy who works in the office uh, above us and occasionally see him in the uh, in the building and he's into video games and he knows what we do. And I said, he said, how, how is it? And I said, yeah, it's it's okay. I said... Uh, he how? lives above you? No, he works there. <laughs> okay, sorry, go and, on. And... Uh, well, he might do. Well, people do live in Croydon. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've heard this. Well, I certainly fucking do. And I know if, if Americans listen to this, I now know they know of Croydon because of Assassin's Creed, right? Yeah. Hey. yeah. It's a very, very accurate. Thank you, Ubisoft. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, he's, he loves Star Wars. He's got two kids. He's got no time to play video games. It's got that wow factor. It's uh, authentic to the Star Wars original trilogy. But I think the beta really ruined it for a lot of people so it showcased the best mode and the best map mm. and what it felt like is what's happening with the force awakens now is that there's been 10 tv spots for that film and three or four trailers and what's happening and i can see people just they're getting really tired of it and it's still hyped but they're going to realize that when they get into that theater they've probably seen all the best bits mm. already and that felt exactly what the beta had done to battlefront incredibly authentic recreation of those original Star Wars movies but not a lot behind it very casual which is fine oh. but it also smarted that they seem to have cut half the content and tried to sell it back in a 50 mm, uh, yeah. $50 uh, DLC. DLC. Um, well, I'll pick up on DLC real quick because one of my favorite, probably my favorite game of the whole year, um, which I think has a really wonderful, it's my favorite open world of the year as well, is The Witcher 3, mm-hmm. which has Hearts of Stone, which is a kind of standalone slash, it sort of happens after the main events of The Witcher 3. Um, but that's, in terms of DLC done well, I think this year, that ranks among them. Like That's a really great 10-hour chunk of content for an amazing, probably the best role-playing game of the year, I think, um, for less than a tenner. You know, and compare that to Battlefront stuff. Even the season pass, like, would you get like, I don't know, twenty hours of pleasure out of that? I don't know. Adding it up, who knows? Um, one more one that, to talk about that's been pretty hyped. Was pretty hyped, although mainly because it didn't work on PC. It was Arkham Knight, Batman Arkham Knight? Uh, did either of you play that? I have not played that. Stephen Burns, have you played that? No, I, I refuse right. to, <laughs> to play. The, 
like it's a moral stand. It's really <laughs> not. But um, I really loved Arkham Asylum. And I thought that Arkham City was just too much. Mm. It's like a, like we were saying about open world games, just more more is better, bigger is better, but it's yeah. not. Arkham Asylum worked because it was almost the opposite of that. It was big enough to make you feel like you could wander freely around mm. it, but uh, well built enough to feel that you weren't just in a sprawling metropolis that never, some for some reason, gets light. Mm. And yeah. Arkham Knight has this terrible fucking Batmobile and uh, you're like, oh yeah, well the Batmobile sections take up like two thirds of the game or a third of the game, but um, they're rubbish. But still, it's, it's pretty good. And I don't, I, I play video games for my job, and even I don't have the time to plow mm. into that crap and pretend I'm enjoying it, so I can see <laughs> Batman take on the Arkham Knight. I I did plow a lot of time into that crap. Um, pretty much, I didn't hundred percent it. Oh my god, who has that much time exactly. in their life? Um, but I did do pretty much all the story stuff and kidnapped all the villains that you recognize and i i did generally enjoy it i think the way that batman was in that one was the best he's been in the arkham series but like you say unfortunately the batmobile just kind of soured it because it was just rubbish there's no real other way to describe it it seems to be a solution to a problem that does not exist batman can fly essentially in the context of that world he can fly and he does it really well yeah he does it really well um i'm going to move on to exclusives uh console exclusives uh because you know people like to shout at each other on the internet i I assume they're shouting when they're typing in all caps and calling each other slags and other words that shouldn't be aired um but early doors this year we had two quite well i think i think they were both um i think i'm gonna say i'm gonna say they were both early doors this year <laughs> bloodborne and the order uh-huh. right so they're both ps4 exclusives yeah uh bloodborne pretty good by all accounts yeah i'm gonna say the order wasn't as terrible this is the order 1886 mm-hmm. i'm gonna say it wasn't as terrible as <laughs> everyone one. said it was i'm going to agree with you um maybe that's just because after what we're kind of suggesting here, open world fatigue. Uh-huh. When you turn it on now, it's like wicked straight through that. Bang, 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 straight through that. Mm. The shooting works. It all works. Fantastic facial hair. Mm-hmm. Everything works, but it's just, it just doesn't do anything yeah. new. Um, do, were we all a little bit harsh on that? Maybe some reviews. I'll give it six. Six is, well, six, six, six is terrible. Six to a publisher is awful. Six to a sensible Trust man. Me, I is know. Like, it's yeah. like, <laughs> Is, uh, it says that's, that's perfectly fine for the type of game it is, right? I it's liked a, it. Cover shooter. I, I felt that, because uh, we saw it, we were at their event, right? We yes. saw it at uh, a preview, and it felt like everything had kind of turned against the order. Public perception was already going against it, because some stuff, you know, it's only X hours long. And you have to remember that a lot of the, you have to separate signal from noise, basically, mm-hmm. on the internet. And a lot of people don't have time to play through 100 hours of Batman or The Witcher. And I liked it for what it was, but for me, it's, it kept on making very basic mistakes even within that framework, even within what is essentially a very basic cover shooter. And, yeah, and every it was very cutscene heavy as well, which is, is fine, and it looked gorgeous. But whenever it hit its stride, it would interrupt you again. So there's that great mission on the bridge, and you get that, like, Tesla cannon. And you're like, yes, and that's what they previewed. But that's not indicative, really, of the rest of the game, which is a classic preview mm-hmm. tactic. And, yeah, but I didn't hate it. And I, I did say that, terrible ending aside, I'd very much be up for a sequel to it, The Order. It was a very mu- got very muddled at the end, didn't it? I won't give anything away. But you, you meet... I think, I think everyone knows, even if you haven't played it, you know there's kind of werewolf things in there. But yeah. there are other mystical creatures in yeah. there. And you're like... And they, they're never expanded upon. It's just like, oh, yeah, by the way, there are these yeah. things too. And that's it. It's, it's very it's, much set up for its own sequel, which yeah, may not happen. It probably won't happen. Um, Bloodborne, 
did really, I don't think we really need to say much about that. It's no. a very hard from software game. It looks gorgeous, I think. Yeah. It's great. We were, I, I, I really, really liked it, but it's one of the games, many games of this year, where I got to a certain point, died horribly, thought I'll pick that up again tomorrow, didn't. Because something yeah. else came out. I had to do something else. And I just haven't got back to it. So I'm only as far as Father Gascoigne. Yeah. Like, I got to him. He killed me, which I believe he kills lots of people. That's what happens in yeah. Bloodborne. And I just didn't, I, I, I haven't gone back yet, but I should do. That's That's kind of on my... Christmas break list to try and mm. yeah. go back to. See, I mean, what I like about The Order is that it feels like the antithesis of so many games on this list. Um, like you were saying, it's, I mean, it's it's such a short game mm. by comparison, but it feels like it's almost making, it's almost part of an argument that's been ongoing. And I think that it's, enough to have a a you know six to eight hour game and i think yeah. it's it it's not a strong game it's not the strongest argument to make for for short games but it's still beautiful it's still an interesting world and i think that at the very least those two things are better than a lot of these open world games can offer uh-huh. you know I, with something like assassin's creed again i you know keep kicking it but i have such fatigue I was yeah. utter fatigue. And I didn't feel that with the order because it, it you know, well, for one, because it's a new IP. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, you know. It's, it's London. I, is I appreciate that. Well. I appreciate a new IP. I really, I really like, I mean, having played around a bit in Syndicate and thinking back to the order, because the, they're both Victorian London. Yeah. I just like that, the, I think the dirt, the, the, the horribleness of the order feels more authentic than yes. the kind of shiny cobbles. Everyone's all right, apart from when they're shanking each other over Assassin's Creed. Um, <laughs> those cutie. A couple of, uh, although, yes, indeed. Um, a couple of Xbox One games real quick. Halo 5 is a Halo game, I think. We've all established that even when you're not playing Master Chief, it's still a Halo game. I, yeah. I, I toyed around with it for a, an evening, kind of liked it, haven't gone back. Um, one Xbox One game I really have liked this year, I don't know if either of you played it, is Rise of the Tomb Raider, mm-hmm. and which is dead on arrival, effectively, just through being an exclusive. You know, you've got to wait a year for the PS4 version. But it's a really good game, and I know where they've done it, obviously, because they thought they were going to be up, Unchart- up against Uncharted 4. I think it's kind of better than a lot of the Uncharted stuff, this new Tomb See, Raider. See, I found the story so tedious. The, the Tomb Raider yes, story. that the, the, I, yeah, I, I really it, struggled. It, it goes off a little bit, doesn't it? I think it starts really strongly, and then it's just like, yeah. Well, it's, it's essentially Lara Croft saying, "I want to, you know, I want to go after Dad." I want to go after Dad <laughs> with a shitload of guns. Yeah, and there is a shitload of guns in it. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm I get quite into. I like games. When this makes me think of The Last of Us, you know, when like the combat isn't quite right, and it's not. You wouldn't call it floaty, but it feels a bit panicked. Mm-hmm. Like that's what Rise of Tomb Raider felt to me. It's like you yeah. know, you're never quite aiming quite where you think you are unless yeah. you are behind cover. And so much of the cover is destructible in that anyway. So like, if you just get pinned down, you have to move or they're going to kill you. Anyway, I, I I thought it was nice and it looks beautiful. Like again, it's a, it does look amazing. It, it does look really good from from the start. Again, it's like here we are in Syria, here we are in the snow, and by the way, we can do sand and and snow really well. Um, Anyone play the Wii U game this year? Uh, no. No, I have. I, I hey, like the Wii U a lot. You're uh, the you're one. The I'm uh, the one. So we I'll made just, the same joke at I'll the same just, time. I'll just say that Super Mario Maker is one of my favourite things. If you grew up loving those kind of platforms, you make your own levels. And my son, who is nearly five, it'll be five by the time this goes out, probably. Um, is that contingent upon this going out? No, or? it's not. It might be four. I have no idea. We'll find out. Uh, I, I promise you I do know do know my son. Um, but, uh, Super Mario Maker's great. Uh, we've written about it on the site. Splatoon is really good. We haven't really written about that much on the site because there's not much to say. It's a really, it's a really, really Nintendo online 
territory yeah. claimer shooter. Um, I really like them. But games we kind of love to hate. I've lost the time now. Um, we're about, we've got about another 11 minutes to go oh, through this. We're going to crash it. things in. I think we've said enough about Assassin's Creed Syndicate. Yeah, um, nobody likes it. No one's really into it. I want to pick up on a couple of things really quickly. FIFA versus Pez and Guitar Hero versus Rock Band. Because like, FIFA versus Pez real quickly, hands up for Pez. Yes. It doesn't work on podcasts, but I've put it <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Uh, I know that Steve likes it. I like it. I think that's a bit of two football games. Uh, Guitar Hero and Rock Band. Who played what and who had most fun with which? I reviewed both of them. And I really enjoyed New Guitar Hero. And uh, I said in the review, it was kind of like a little apology. I laughed like a pissed hyena when they announced it. Because I was like, so it's an FMV game Mm -hmm. in the rhythm action genre. And it's got music television underpinning it. (laughs) Who the fuck came up with? And you know what? Someone from 1993. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You know, Marky Mark, make my video. (laughs) Pretty much, right? But with less, fewer abs. Mm. And I played it, and the new guitar works perfectly. So it's not five frets in a row; it's six in uh, in three. Uh, row three. So in twos, basically, and it it makes even kind of uh, so you have black and white buttons, Mm. one over the other. And it makes even the most simple play difficult to begin with, but it feels a lot more natural to move. Instead of just moving your hand a lot, you have to move your fingers a lot more. There's a lot so, of rewiring in your head. Yeah, the pinky, yeah. Right? Yeah. why can't I move this? But, you know, I, the FMV stuff, you think it's not going to work, and a lot of it is really overly elaborate. Mm. But then you play it, and you're like, oh, okay, I get this. And But the music station stuff, it should. I can't believe it's the year fucking 2015. <laughs> and it works. Like, you know, what's up next? Because you, you have to use tokens to pay for stuff. Oh. Well, you don't have to. Yeah, but... You, it streams the it, songs to you and you can just yeah, play along with them. But if in you the other, in that choose mode, your own but bit, yeah, yeah, so you go on the Rock Channel and maybe Judas Priest is coming up in five minutes. So you go, right, I'll get on Twitter and act like a dick for a little while and come <laughs> back and play some, some Judas Priest. I, and it felt like Guitar Hero, uh, they real thought into, despite its anachronistic mm. kind of uh, mechanics bringing it into this age, whereas Rock Band felt like, or well, 4 felt like Rock Band 3. Yeah, Rock, mm-hmm. rock Band didn't feel like it had done anything new. I has a solo. have found the, well, the solo stuff works really well. Um, and, you know, in, in a way it has more flexibility for guitarists than drummers. But but you're talking about the guitar alive, um, the guitar TV element. And I found myself like reverting to myself of like 15 years ago, playing along with corn mm-hmm. and just being yeah. like, oh, my God, I've just like full comboed corn. And suddenly <laughs> Freak on a Leash is the best song in the world. Yeah. And like Paramore, I think there's shit about Paramore, but like the Paramore song that's on that live streaming mm. thing, can't remember what it's called. She's rolling around on the oh, bed yeah. and there's balloons or shit, you know, I don't know. But it's brilliant. That's the best part of it. And Calvin Harris even. I'm playing on with Calvin Harris going, I'm I hate really this, this <laughs> man with a passion. And I'm just like, yeah. But it introduces you to new music in a way that the old set well, system... Well, None of new, new. <laughs> new music to you. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> if I've not seen it. I, I, can't, me, I like, can't imagine anyone telling it. Well, I guess kids don't know who White Zombie is. But maybe, yeah. And that video is 100% the worst thing that's <laughs> ever happened on the planet. <laughs> it's I, If you've not seen it, White Zombie. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's 65. It's the worst thing ever happened. Uh, and you can play along to it with Guitar Hero. But Guitar Hero is one we like. Okay. Um, new Need for Speed, which just came out. Um, you talked about... What game were we talking about? It's all at, all at night time. Batman. I don't understand why the new Need for Speed is all at night time. Um... <laughs> Can anyone help me with this? Too many graphics for sunshine. Too many graphics for daytime. (laughs) I think it really wants to recapture the most wanted level of popularity and and all of that. And uh, Ian Dransfield, the freelancer, he did a... uh, That's who he is now, just a freelancer. He's just... 
he wrote our review man. for it and he's like, why is it so slow? Like, this is a Neva speed Oh, it does game, get faster. Which I needs got, more got, speed. I got my car quite fast in the end. Really? Yeah. I did hang in there for are quite you, a while. Are though. you saying that Ian Dransfield has reviewed this game well? <laughs> no, not at all. Mate. Like, I, but I was getting my Honda Civic up to, up to around about 145 miles an hour, 150 miles an hour you know with what, some tuning. You know what both those games have, and there's a little bit of a segue, but both those games have... FMV mm. and one of my favourite games of the year is an FMV game which is Her Story yes and yeah. uh, uh, which hopefully very, we'll touch upon momentarily very very well okay will you crack on well, should, we, we'll, should we leave Need for Speed because I was going to no the, one cares the, the next, well, I, yeah. it's alright I, I am loving this year of FMV though oh it's I, I'm a big fan I, I th- it's great to see it being reclaimed without it all being Ground Zero Texas um, <laughs> <laughs> one of my favourite Mega CD games not a problem that was you know great. a lot about Mega CD FMV I had a Mega games, CD I still do Super have a Mega Shark CD Super Shark didn't have uh, but I did have Night Trap and, and Night uh, the show Holmes game on the Mega yes. CD was amazing um, anyway uh, Black Ops 3 I got written here but that's it's, it's Call of Duty do you like shooting people in the face online yes by Call of Duty it's fine um, yeah okay her story indie games we talked about Undertale real quick already I've got Rapture down here. Rapture is a nice ponderous walk around. If you like it, it's by the Chinese room. Looks very pretty. Uh, leaves you thinking about the end of the world. Um, Ori in the Blind Forest, I'm going to include as a Microsoft exclusive that I thought was quite good this year. I think it's on PC as it well. It's very good. Yes. Really like that. That's kind of Metroidvania with, it looks cute, but it's actually rock hard. Soma, I actually haven't played, but it's written here because lots of people keep talking about it from yep. my end of year thing. That's Frictional Games, isn't it? Who made Amnesia, The Dark Descent. It's, Amnesia the Dark Descent meets Bioshock, isn't it? It's mm, underwater. Yes. That's the vibe. Which leads with her story for an indie game, right? That's Sam Barlow, straight out of Portsmouth. So as a Southampton boy growing up, I should hate him. Um, I don't know if he's from there, but he lives there. Um, and that's enough. Someone jump in with her story then. Tell us a bit about her story real quick. Uh, yeah, so uh, her story, indie game. Uh, for me, it kind of came out of nowhere. Um, but it... When, <laughs> I, I sort of ignored it for a while um, as Twitter, my Twitter feed started filling up with commentary about this game. And I thought when I first looked at it, this is the ugliest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, it, is, it is not the most beautiful of games, but it's very much uh, like time traveling back into the mid 90s and becoming a private investigator. And it's probably the most interesting uh format for storytelling that I've seen in in a video game in I don't know how long uh, because you are literally just searching through databases um, and as someone who grew up in the 90s with uh, um, alternate reality gaming and stuff online um, which is entirely basically just you know uh, kind of private investigating but in your basement um, it's it scratches such an itch for that and yeah, I mean, I don't know what your thoughts are about it. I really, really liked it, and I think that um, one of the one of the most intelligent things about it is it feels you go into the game with a set of preconceptions. So almost everyone I've spoken to has the notebook, mm-hmm. and so in the game you are piecing together old footage of uh, interview of an interview with a woman who may or may not have murdered her husband. We don't know, and you are left to kind of fit it all together. And uh, at first, you do feel like a detective. You 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 think that the end game is to work out mm. if she did it or not. And there's lots of contradictory evidence and red herrings and all the interviews. And you find like she says something like, or you see a tattoo on her, and then you search tattoo in the database. She plays a song, doesn't she? At one oh, point well, as well. Yeah, it's a low point for the game. But, uh, <laughs> well, yeah. but the best part of it is, is that the game. Um, 
the game confronts player expectation and their role within the game in a way that few video games actually do. And towards the midway point, you start to feel that you're the one who's essentially mm. being played by it. That sounds like an old like tag, <laughs> you're the one. Who, but you start thinking, okay, because you don't know who you are. And you think, it's yeah. one of those few games where you get like hours in and go, actually, who the fuck am I playing this game? And then you think, am I a detective? If I'm a detective, why am I looking through 20-year-old footage? Why isn't someone else? Why am I on mm. an old 90s IBM PC compatible thing? Like, and in the end, you know, that, that gets kind of resolved, but the game feels in a way... If most video games feel like 80s and 90s uh, big budget action movies, this one feels like a kind of 70s conspiracy thriller where it mm. never actually wraps up and you're just left to kind of think, well, maybe that's my ending. Yeah. What do I take away from it? And for an FMV game where you just watch a woman talk about what she has or hasn't done, I think that's an incredible achievement. Yeah. I was thinking about it this morning and what I was going to say about it. and Because I knew we were going to talk about some open world games. The weird thing is, her story feels more open than any proper open world game this year in terms mm-hmm. of the player having absolute control and agency of their direction of yeah. what they want to do. Because yeah. all these kind of like, go anywhere, do anything, it's your own adventure. No, it's not, because mm. you've got all these quests and you've got to do them. Like, no one is telling you anything in her story. No one's holding your hand. It's entirely up to your own intuition and your own you know, investigative skills, exactly what we're talking about. And uh, I think it's massively refreshing. The only problem that I can really level at it for, for, for Sam Barlow, who made it, is whatever he does next, and it's not going to be anything like her story because you can't repeat that, will be measured against it, but it will be nothing like it. So it will constantly be this high yeah. watermark for him, but it, you can't repeat that game. That game cannot exist again now, can you? You can't repeat the formula. Yeah. It's not like Halo to Halo 2. It's the, the kind of logical maximum uh, or end point of what he was working on when he did Silent Hill Shattered Memories, which has the best menu in video games. That sounds like a weird <laughs> thing to say, but again, it's like VHS style. You kind of watch when you go to an option, it fast forwards, rewinds through the main character with his kid. And uh, a lot of the, the game's themes are very similar. So he's kind of, he's gone to that extreme now. Mm. Uh, without all the ghouls and running around Silent Hill, he's made this fabulous game. So yeah, it's that. I think it's sold pretty well, very well considering the aim. So who knows? If I was him, I'd be on a beach, to be honest, I, and, <laughs> and leaving it for a few years before I followed it up. I, yeah, yeah. Um, I wish him well because um, it's nice to see you know these a bit like Toby Fox. You know, is it's good to see these kind of people trying to do yeah, different unless stuff. they're and younger than you unless well I've, well everyone's <laughs> younger than me you're both younger than me so um just really quickly other stuff that i know is going to be placing quite high in our in our vice gaming end of year list um just give me a few lines on each i suppose tales from the borderlands anyone played that telltale games take on the borderlands universe I play no one's played it i've just started just just started carolyn petite wrote it up for us for the, for the vice um website Loved it. I know that other writers loved it anyway. It's, it's Telltale style, but it's Borderlands world, blah, 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 blah. You don't need to know about Borderlands. That's good. Rocket League. Wonderful. Jet-powered jet football. Madness. Yeah. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. I, I wrote about happy places in gaming just the other day. Like It won't be the other day by the time you hear this, but and I just I just love Rocket League. Whatever, However shit a day I've had, I can just go on that for 10 minutes, play two matches, and I'm like happy. <laughs> just like, yep, smashing the shit out of cars uh-huh. and you know losing it doesn't matter if I lose 7-0 it's like it's still fun I think that's that's a good thing you would not played it Ben? I did I gave it a 7 you gave so. it you did <laughs> so that'll be me uh, dead on the streets but, but come you know what though it probably is a 7 out of 10 game because it's dead simple it doesn't do anything mm. startlingly original 7 out of 10 games can be amazing fun right it has amazing moments I, yeah. I 
from from when we were playing it with uh, like the online component and all that. It feels that's a game with an amazing tale. Like a lot of games and a lot of movies, mm. whatever is very like front loaded. Get the first weekend, get the first week sales, yeah. whatever. Rocket League was given away with well, the PS, PS Plus. Plus was masterstroke, yeah, amazing. So that has just grown organically. I know people who aren't really into games who love it because it's one of those, it's a concept you can you can get. It's football, football with cars. How yes. yeah. everyone's gonna play. So. Cool. Football with cards. I really like it. Life is Strange. Who's been playing that? Uh, it's very it good. Yes. It's very good. It's very good. It's uh, Telltale again, isn't it? But it's not Telltale. It's um, Essentially. Not, I mean, yeah. I think it's it's one of the best offerings of an adventure game in quite some time. Probably mm. since, well, I'm a big Dreamfall Chapters fan. Uh, so since that, since like 2000, <laughs> yeah. yeah, 2001, 2002. Uh, yeah. But it's um, you know it's it's when the first games where I I look at the characters and I'm like oh those people are like me, mm. uh, which is always pleasant, and it's um, it's essentially the story of a high school girl who's going through high school girl stuff. And who can travel through time, as you do, this, you know? I understand this is a problem most high school girls experience. Well, point. yeah, I don't like to in go into it. fashion capacity. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I've borne witness to that. Says me, who still looks <laughs> like it's 1994, Kurt Cobain <laughs> never died, and Bush are massive. Mm-hmm. Um, that's almost contrary to say. Like, that's a terrible thing to say. Okay, uh, Until Dawn, Steve Burns. Ah, I know you love this. Until Dawn. Yeah, again, if we're talking about... The Sony game. PS4 horror game. Yeah. Marketed, horror, inverted commas game, I suppose. Marketed terribly... Uh, released badly and uh yeah really one of my like favorite gaming experiences of the year what so it's a again it's like it's been the year for games which feel like they've come out 20 years ago but Mm. far more polished than the ideals that those people were going for it's like the end game it's a point and click game isn't it really yeah Mm -hmm. yeah uh, but it's clever as well i think towards the end it it kind of ties itself in in knots a little Mm. bit but i wrote a piece about it where at first, it feels like you're just playing a um, like a slasher film and playing as the characters because it flits between your archetypes of like jocks and nerds and you know sluts and whatever. And then it turns out that it confounds those uh, expectations. But about midway through the game, you start to realise that you're not actually playing as the star; you're playing as the director of your own horror movie. And again, it's like her story. It's one of those where a very intelligent game halfway through, you're like. Oh man, like I've just been done again. <laughs> and uh, yeah, towards the end, it, it kind of runs out of steam a little bit. But you, what it does that a lot of horror games don't do is it gives you enough time in the beginning to get to know the people who you are playing as or shepherding. Yeah. You're like a stagehand putting them to their deaths, and or not, or not. Yeah. And I and I lost one of the characters. And I won't say who because really you want to avoid the spoilers. And I actually mm. felt, oh man, because I wanted to get you know most of them out alive. Yeah. It feels like. The uh, the next gen version of Clock Tower that I always wanted mm. beamed out of my own brain. <laughs> it's also it's worth pointing out the how incredible the evolution of Until Dawn was. How it started as uh, it was a, PS3 Move game, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like move, remember Move, move? Control yeah. to unzip her jacket. Yes. I believe was one of the things. Yeah. Um, and the fact that it's, it's evolved into this basically is fully fledged, very cinematic, smart slasher. Uh, game <laughs> is is baffling. I do not know how those steps were taken. Yeah, and I, I don't know what Sony are going to do with it. I mean, because it's done well critically, right? Yeah. I Pretty so, yeah. well. I don't know who's buying it. Yeah, I think it's all. It was very expensive, and for yeah, a, for a relatively 
small game, I suppose. Yeah. You know? They should have released what they should have done. And you always used to get when speaking of move, you used to get those. Oh, it's fun for all the family and all that. So all that advert, mm. you know, marketing crap. Until Dawn is the game that's uh, smart enough to let you play it as you know, as a group would decide to play it. So mm. it's the whole scream thing, but without being really cliched. So you know what's going to happen in the game. And again, it's the director. And it's the perfect game for people to watch you play and help make those yeah. decisions with you. And they should have released it at Halloween and they should have targeted... Or at uh, least re-promoted it at Halloween. Yeah, like I, an offer or something. I saw a preview and they, they had like their little slice. It wasn't a vertical slice, mm. but it was like this bit. And uh, the main character is in a bath and there's someone standing there, a That's clown outfit. thingy from Heroes. Is Hayden Panettiere. She does shampoo ads as well. Yeah. And Fantastic. I, I suppose the producer, I just said, is it, is it a dream sequence? I don't understand. Out of context, the mm. game makes absolutely no sense. So in that regard, I understand it could be quite a hard sell. But it should have been at Halloween. It should have been a little bit less. Sony should have just eaten that loss mm. and really pushed it as one, like something that you can't get elsewhere. And you can't. They, they still could, I suppose. It could. It, you still talk about games ne- having a tail. <laughs> you talk about games having a tail. That that could be one of these ones. I feel it already is one of these ones that, like you know, it gets a little bit mislaid at the time, and then mm. a year later, when people are like going, "Oh, the PS4 is three now." Look at the best games of the yeah. PS3 and a PS4, sorry, and everyone will pick Until Dawn. Like, yeah. That's where know. the press get get exposed, I think, because there's so much uh, kind of cliqueiness and clubbiness, and you go to a lot of preview events and people have generally the same opinions and in mm. games criticism big new releases are scored a lot the same and Until Dawn just took a lot of people by surprise mm. there by, but again when you first saw it and the move stuff yeah I mean, it ended up being one of my favourite games of the year absolutely one of my most memorable games of the year that I, it's one of the few ones I've played this year where I'm just like I'd like to, I'd genuinely like to play that again Yes. And, I, and I will at some point. Um, I've also written down here in terms of, I realise just, just, just running over, but um, I've wrote down Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate. It's on 3DS. It came out this year. Loads of people liked it. Mm-hmm. Have any, either of you played it? I've not played it. No. It's, um, it's portable Monster Hunter. If you like Monster Hunter, it's great. Um, just to wrap up, because we've talked about wonderful, wonderful good games and a few rubbish ones, but I've written down here, what was proper garbage this year? Ascrude. Assassin's Creed really, you really, really hated it. It angers me so much <laughs> to see uh, this, uh, such a long-running franchise just not not grow mm. in any real but they've got a way. Hook they have a hook thing, thing, which means that you don't really need to climb up on much no. anyway. So it's like, <sighs> yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. It's 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 not great, but. Um, but then again, when was the last time it was a great Assassin's Creed, I suppose? Yeah. I mean, or a great, a really great Ubisoft game. Oh, Rayman Legends? <laughs> well, true, but I think yeah. there's a great article in, in Edge about how they have it. It's meant to be this, like, oh, the dream team. This is like, like the, was it, the Star Council decide who's, like, what's going to be in the game. <laughs> and all their games have towers. And mm. I wrote in my review of Syndicate that whoever makes those decisions or the mechanism that makes those decisions is actively harming their games. And you're absolutely right. Yeah. You, you build this amazing world, but you still have to shoehorn all this crap yeah. in. And then Karl Marx turns up. Yeah. Florence Nightingale turns up. And it has that You moment. dress up as Sherlock? Yeah. And... Um, yeah, <laughs> sorry. I'm Arthur, fat, like my Arthur, brain is just Arthur Conan Doyle's in it, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. But um, Evie is like, uh, like who's the female protagonist? Yeah. I should say, but everyone doesn't. Yeah, it. she's a lot more fun to play as than um, than Jacob, the, her twin. <laughs> but yes, yeah, this kind of moment where she goes on a mission with, and she meets uh, Florence Nightingale, and you have to save this young girl's life. This young girl's the leader of. 
uh, this like pack of urchins, but she's going to, you know, become, you know, really important. And it felt like they were like, oh shit, like Assassin's Creed is just the most male dominated thing in the world. And they have these really awkward conversations where it's like someone went, can we have two women talking about something that's not a man and related to the world? And I just thought it just must be so much pressure to, to get everything in. Mm. But to make a good game, you can't just be like, oh, we've got a female protagonist, so now we need to do this, which is direct response to Unity. Yeah. And then just kind of put it in there and then mm-hmm. see how it goes. You can't, you just can't get away with it, really. And it's so obvious in its way. It's weird because we had, I mean, you know, on Vice, there's quite a positive write-up of it, which, um, you know, each to their own. Are I they still in this office? Are they <laughs> are, like to they pop are, in? Well, it's free, freelancers. <laughs> freelancers get, get, get a say as well. Um, was there anything else that really stunk up the place when you were trying to play it. I mean, I, I think I've steered clear of real shockers this year, generally. Well, uh, Beyond uh, PS4 re-release is going to be out. Uh, oh, the Beyond Two Souls. I liked Beyond... Well, I liked is too strong. I, 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 I would probably play it. <laughs> You'd sit through it. I'd, I'd sit through Beyond Two Souls again. Um, I got really... Oh, is, it, is it a parental thing? I don't know. I got really protective of the character in it, like just like I did in The Last of Us, because I'm that guy. I'm yeah, like, that I'm, must be you. Oh, that's that's me. That says terrible things. Um, but I mean, there there were shit games. I don't need to go into them. I I got in trouble for saying that a particular 3DS game was all about tits. But so did Jim Sterling uh, this year. I'm not going to go into it. You're in good company then, because because um, <laughs> pricks on the internet um, will 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 be upset about it. Um, but yeah, I think we're done. Undertale's your game of the year, Emily. Yeah. Metal Gear 5, mm-hmm. Metal Gear Solid 5, The Phantom Pain, we should, just to be absolutely clear, exactly. not Ground Zeroes. I mean, that was great, but it also came out last year. And uh, yeah, I, I really like The Witcher 3. So there you go. If you're going to buy three games uh, with your Christmas funds from Grandpa, who never sees you, um, then, because you're a shit, um, <laughs> then, then, then go and get those games. Undertales on PC. Uh-huh. Metal Gear Solid 5 is on anything you can play games on pretty much mm-hmm. unless you're still using a Xbox 360 I think it is on 360 it and is. PS3 isn't it yeah. God knows what it plays like i got a like. copy on my desk it's <laughs> still yeah. wrapped it's a Russian promo copy <laughs> is it, is that's it? how low regarded it was <laughs> you their own firm is, is that, have you bought it like, is that a collector thing no 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 that was sent by the they firm they sent it and, uh, and yeah Witcher 3 is um, that's just new gen stuff because the world is really really pretty and the Xbox 360 would die if you put it inside it Thanks for listening. Bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.